Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. we got to wait another day for Nets Bucks. And just for the one Bucks, more, just one more. But if you're the Bucks, you're kind of happy that you get an extra day because are you the, the beat? Da- yes. No, I, I you don't, don't think so. I, I see. My thing is for the Bucks, man. There, there's so much on the line here. You're coming back home down 2-0. You just got blitzed by 39 points. Like if anything, man, you better be chomping at the bit you to get, get out you, there. You want to get right back to it? I want to go get it. I, I, I don't want I need time to, to distance myself from day or two to get your brain together. That's a day. Another. That's a day of questions. Another day of questions. Like whoa, happened three. I don't want to deal with that. Well, like, here's let me the play. Here's the question that I would have, and we have talked about how if the Bucks don't get through this, it's the first. The first guy you look at is Mike Budenholzer. Yes, right? he's been there now a while, and they, they've they've been a really good regular season team, and they just have not gotten it done in the postseason. Not not at least to their expectations. And then they get into this series, which you and I both right. You and I were both like, this could be the best series that we see in the playoffs. It could be that competitive. Then the Nets lose James Harden, one of their big three, 43 seconds into the series. He's out now. But that game and game two, didn't matter. Bucks got smoked in both games. We're down by almost 50 in game two, lose by almost 40. And so when that happens, normally you hear a head coach, normally you will hear a head coach address the media in a certain way that sets a tone. This is not who we are. Whatever it is, it's just... You, you tend to expect someone to say something that if I'm a fan, I need to hear it. If you're a player, you might need to hear it. Maybe, of course, you hear it behind closed doors, but still. I think it's important. If I'm an owner, I want to hear it. And tell me if you heard it from Coach Bud after game two. Listen. Whether you, whether you get beat by a point or by 40, you know, you got to be ready for game three. Um, you know, you got to have a short-term memory. You got to get get yourself ready. Um, understand what we need to do in Game Three. Um, so I think the locker room. Uh, there's a lot of great leadership in there. Sorry, I fell asleep. What was that? Well, I mean, he's a coach, man. He he's not going to uh, kick a door in, throw a trash can. That's just not his style. He's a coach. He's coaching. He's just talking you know to the that, media. This is great. Can I can I follow up on that? I know what Key said. He said. He's a coach. That's great. He is a coach. He's not the coach for this team. Because the coach for this team, and I, Key, I don't know if you felt this way, but you, already, you always brought it. But for me, I, I needed – there had to be a trickle-down effect. With the way my coach felt, I know I was going to feel. And if there's a sense of urgency from my coach, yes. if there was venom that was coming from my coach, then that's going to translate from me as the player to the floor. And it's interesting because we heard sound from Giannis the other day, too, and it was almost the same tonality. And like, well, we're just going to come back. We're going to work hard for game three. And like, you want to hear something different from – and I know Giannis is built like that because I've seen him talk that way before. You just want it to come from the head coach to be the coach for this team. Sounds like but every coach. But every coach message is sent differently. I've had Bill Parcells throw a trash can and curse everybody out. And I had Tony Dungy, and both of them in the Hall of Fame. They both won Super Bowls. TD come up and say, we just got to do better next time, man. You know, this was a tough one to swallow, and we got to do better next time. And that was it. And then I had Coach Gruden, and it's like, well, man, come on, man, Well, you can't, yeah, you can't. You, obviously, it, you can't dial it too high. You have to but find I've the had right them, tone. But I've had them all. But, I've had Foxy joke about things when you lose a game. He's sitting up there joking, and I know he's serious about the situation. 
And I know that the sarcasm that Dungy coached with. And I know how mean Bill could have been. And somebody was going to pay. But, but, but Keith, I, so it's all, so hang on, hang on, with on. you. You keep saying, oh, coach, like, I'm with you. I understand different. But it's also about strategy. Like, I'm wondering, like, why isn't Giannis at the five? Oh, Giannis should be at zoning? the five. Why are you zoning? Why is Brooke Lopez still in the game? It's a matchup nightmare. Blake Griffin is destroying you. In-game adjustments. Then you add the tonality of this to it. You're like, but he was talking about the tone versus the X's and O's, which you're talking about. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's a combination of well, them it's both. All, though, it's all me. of that. But, but let's discuss tone again for a second because it also, to me, sometimes everything he's saying there sort of represents the Bucks. That's the yes, other that's issue the that you have is like how he sounded. That's kind of how the Bucks are. Now, listen to – the different take. And this is another similar situation. Mike, Michael Malone has been the coach of the Nuggets for several years. They have been, just like the Bucks, a team that's building. Just like the Bucks, they have an MVP. Just like the Bucks, their expectations are high now because, okay, you've been here a number of times. When are you going to take that step? We're and waiting. Rep- and they don't have their second best and, player. And they are missing their second best player, right. So they lose game one to the Suns, and they lose it in a fashion that was embarrassing. I mean, they got destroyed in the second half. They got blown out. So listen to how Michael Malone sounds after his game. I do believe come game two, uh, our guys will be a lot more aggressive. And it's really easy. You know, I think one thing I learned when I first came into the NBA a long time ago from uh, Jeff Van Gundy, understand why you win, understand why you lose. And, and oh, yeah, you make baskets when you win, uh, of course. But there's a lot of other things that go into it. When we beat Portland in four games, we were the aggressor. We were the more physical team, and, uh, and that has to be the case. We're undermanned. There's a reason no one's giving us a chance to win this series. We have to bring our best version of ourselves, and tonight we didn't get that from a lot of guys, and uh, we'll need it come Wednesday night. So I know it still sounds like coach speak, but it had a little more oomph to it. He also went on to talk <laughs> about not, having, you know, not playing, playing soft. Aaron Gordon agreed. He also said, I'll, I'll, go, I'll take it further and say we played scared. Coach sets a tone with something like that. The players start talking it, and then it starts to become that thing that carries into what we'll find out tonight in game two. So is there a difference between the two, or is it just a personality thing? I, well, I, I personally think it's a personality thing. So you don't think it's important at all? Okay. Your message is being sent from your head coach's personality. And that personality is such that that's who he is. You've been around him. Yeah, all of a sudden, if he goes into something that he's never done before, that's not authentic. That's fair. And so you can't all of a sudden expect for Bud to be like, yeah, you got to do it because that ain't never been No, here. no, no. That, that's I'm not a, that's he why, do that That's why I said he's a coach. He's not the coach for this team. Now, maybe they can turn it around. Maybe they find a way to get inspired by Coach Bud because they need to find inspiration. But when I hear that line – whether you lose by one point or whether you lose by 40 you still points, lose. you still have to get ready for game three. I hear that. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But you just got embarrassed. It was close to 50 points at once. And for me, if I'm at the podium, my style is we're not going to be embarrassed. We are exponentially better than the team you just saw on the court, and you're going to see that team in game three. But see, like, coach, that's what, it's not like they lost by 15. They lost by 40. It was close to 50 at one point. Coach coach Jay, it was a national embarrassment. your personality. I know. He, he may not have that for the media, but in his team meetings, he could be up there with the pen showing why they lost by 39 in what are you laughing at me? <laughs> the pen. Because it's, it's always the, the pen. The clicker. It's always the, click, the clicker, well, the, the, right the, the red dot, the pen. The red dot. And showing them 
why it took place. But he also understands he's up against it. He's up against the greatest player in the world right now in Kevin Durant. He's up against it. He knows that. And they know that. So to come out mm -mm. and scream and holler or change your tone wouldn't be authentic. It just wouldn't be, Jay. Here's my thing. Is Kevin Durant the greatest offensive player in the world? Sure. I don't give a damn. If I'm honest, I do not give a damn. I understand that you don't. I, I, I understand and, that. But this is, this is what I talk about mentality-wise, though. Is, oh, a, it takes a dog to beat a dog, man. It does. Like There gets to a certain point where you need to combat that with that same energy. Depends on you how know, big that dog is. It don't matter, though. It don't matter if I'm a smaller dog. I'm going to bite just as hard or even harder because I have to. I have no other choice or I'm going to be ran over by the bigger dog constantly. And that's what you want to feel from Giannis Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and it starts with the way your head coach addresses them and the media. It really does because now that's a reflection of how I deem you as a team. It is true. With what your coach says, coach that's how I'm looking at your team, team now. The coach sets the identity of a team, and it's, it is some of the tone after a playoff game does, does matter, and that's something that caught my attention, and we'll see, obviously, if there's any impact in game three. If they turn it around, then so okay, So what great. if they lose by 10? They lost again. You know, at home this time. So, okay. yeah, no, it is definitely a problem. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. So we'll make an 80s reference here. Air Supply. You know this song? I'm all I, out I, of I, love. I, I was born in 81. I'm I do not. so lost without you. Yeah, well, now one that NFL team is all in on love. The references today <laughs> are brilliant. That's next. KJZ ESPN <laughs> Radio. Sirius XM. What song is this? 10 80. It's called Yacht Rock. Yacht Rock? I'll get you guys involved Put it in this, this way. Yeah. Whatever station rock. is on, you're not listening. Key, no, I was not listening. <laughs> it's growing he's up. He's out of Montauk, and he's got the board shorts on. And... Sag Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it is going to take a miracle for Aaron Rodgers to play quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. I love Aaron Rodgers. Don't get me wrong. But it's time to go. It's, it's time to go. You can't let one sour apple spoil the rest of that because he doesn't want to be there. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. my highlight tape high school house of pain it was on my high school highlight tape of course it was was that what they called the stadium you guys played at no nah, we would rock that though mm-hmm. yeah yeah we were rocking everybody this is jump. one of those everybody everybody, everybody yeah crowd. this gets everybody jumping no matter where as we rolling up crenshaw high school putting 50 on a hanging on them 
That's what it clock is. When you, walked into someone's, when you walked into someone's stadium, right? Like that, that had to no, be. No, not that. somebody's stadium when they came into our stadium. Our, our, high school, our high school football field is intimidating. Yeah? It's very intimidating because of the location, the population of the buildup, the whole. It was very intimidating. We get, had you beat when you got off the bus. You just knew you were in for one. Did, oh, you getting ready? And, and were the stands filled? Like, like both sides, completely. Both sides. So some to the point where we had to now bring in seats in the end zones. It was like it was crazy. That would rival Texas. No, what California. you see in Texas. California. I'm saying it would rival what you see in Texas. Yes. is my point. Yeah, but it's a little bit different because we was real urban with ours. Like my high school, my high school is in the where training day was filmed. Mm-hmm. It, you take our stadium and drop it right there. That's where it's at. Mm. So it was a different. Different, different vibe. vibe. It was the, the music, the DJ, the whole. It was a different. You beat when you get off the bus. We got you. We up 10 nothing. You already spooked. And we was big, too. So yeah. we come walking past the oh, locker room and you looking at us. Yeah. You're like, oh, they grown. He got a full beard. <laughs> <laughs> He's 23 years old. Sophomore in high school. Oh, gosh. What? Oh. And they're very intelligent and smart. <laughs> a lot of guys go to college. Like that. Academically and athletically. So, you know, you had him beat. That's definitely cool. Um, Lambo used to be like that. Now, who knows what Lambo is going to be like without Aaron Rodgers there and for the first time in how long without a Hall of Fame level quarterback uh, at QB1. And the issue. How, how, the how issue long, with, before you move on, how long did we talk about Dak Prescott? Four or five months? Yeah. Felt like felt in the like off season it. before something got done. Before, before something got done, I'm just we're in that same time. we're in that yeah. same place yes, here. But you you and I discussed something yesterday, Key, that uh, and not on the show but off the show that I wanted to get back to, which is the why, the why they drafted Jordan Love yes. when they did right, and yeah. this this feeling that Aaron Rodgers and what he said, which I found to Kenny Mayne, which I found interesting, was I won MVP and screwed up the plans, right? Yeah. Jordan Love was drafted to replace him? No. No. You're no. saying no. Then no. why did they draft him? Because you're telling me you had a quarterback who you have a five-year rookie, rookie deal for him, and he's not going to play the first four years? How does it make sense? Do, do you – okay, so when you look at it, you say replace. Eventually. Not yesterday. Not yesterday. Aaron Rodgers was coming off a – I don't know the exact numbers, but it's like 29 years. Yeah. He had a he went to the NFC Championship right. game and got blitzed by San Fran. 29 to 3. Touchdown interception ratio. I may be off a number or two, whatever case, 4,500 yards, whatever it may have been. They didn't look at Aaron Rodgers and say, Aaron Rodgers, you're done. They looked at an opportunity to get a backup quarterback for the next several years mm. into such due time. You say, well, why would they waste a pick to get a guy? who has five years on a five-year deal, you got to guarantee the fifth year, which could be $20-something million. Why would he be a backup in his fifth year if Aaron Rodgers continued to go? They're not looking at Aaron Rodgers beyond those four years that they would have Jordan Love. They're looking at Aaron Rodgers in the first three years and saying, okay, if he's getting a little older, if his play slips, we have a contingency plan in year four or five if we need to exercise that. That is how you're supposed to do things from an a, a operational standpoint. But you must communicate that. With Aaron Rodgers, they failed to do so. Failure to communicate is a problem. What we have here is failure to communicate. It's a failure to communicate. All you got to do is communicate. And, and it wouldn't be 
that issue. Aaron Rodgers was drafted not to replace Brett Favre, but eventually to replace Brett Favre. If Brett Favre kept going one foot in, one foot out. I don't yeah. know if I want to play. Right, right. I'm not decided. Give me two months. I'll decide. And then eventually they said, then why is you Rogers, know what? It, but God. why would Rodgers have a problem with this if that's the logic behind it? Because they didn't explain it to him. Did the they way need that, to? He didn't yes. see that. Like, oh, I get it. You need to walk to Aaron Rodgers and say, hey, we really like this quarterback at Utah State. We think he's going to be good in about four to five years. We want to bring him in. I understand we might need to address some other positions, but I don't think Lazar and I don't think Adams and I don't think uh, Equinemius St. Brown, I think they're good for us. We got receivers. I think we're okay at the tight end spot. I don't like the linebackers in the draft, but we really like this kid. It gives us value because what happened when you got hurt the last couple of years, Aaron, we were messing around with Deshaun Kaiser. Remember we traded for him? It didn't work out. And then we got Brett Huntley. It didn't go so well. Mm -hmm. So we want to protect ourselves. That is communication. And they failed to do that. And, Key, you can also ask him, what are your thoughts, Aaron? What do you think we need? Oh, absolutely. Okay, great. Now let's find, I think we need to do this. But you make somebody a part of the conversation be and include them. Because when you look at it, you say to me, in fairness, as a reporter, you would say to me, well, why couldn't they just sign one of those veteran quarterbacks that's available that's not a real threat to him? Have you seen the backups in the NFL as veterans? The best ones aren't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. So why would I want somebody who is essentially going to cost me more money? Why would I want Mike Glennon than if I could have Jordan Love? Why, like, why would I want that? Okay. That's, so, that's how I would look at it so from once a again, front office standpoint. Because, again, I know we talk about this situation a lot, but we've got to – because I want to be able to tell the story the right way. So the, the, the story then should be it's not that drafting Jordan Love was a mistake – it was not in, not explaining it to Aaron Rodgers. It's not a mistake. I've been, I've been right. saying, Coach, I've been saying it from day one. It's not a mistake. Everybody went to this, he needs receivers. Oh, my God. Right. The dude threw for 4,500 yards, 29 touchdowns, three interceptions. How many damn receivers do we need? Like, seriously. Right. But the optics of him not having a first-round pick from a wide receiver thing, it, it became a story. The because optics of it, you know what I mean? It is a story, I understand though, that, yeah. They got Devontae Adams. I understand. Oh, they need to – Devontae's working too hard. Devontae don't think he's working too hard. <laughs> Devontae loves getting the ball thrown in. <laughs> I bet he does. So it, it's – And he's about to get when, paid When for things it. are set and those narratives are set, people run with it. Okay. In all fairness to, to Mark Murphy and Brian Gunekens, I think I said his name yes. right, they've done a good job at times surrounding Aaron Rodgers with talent, whether it was through the draft, free agency, undrafted free agents, whatever. Ever it may have been. They really have. They really have. I don't like what they did in terms of not the communicating part, but they really have. They've been in the two right. NFC Championship damn games. All right, well, that's the part that's maddening. It's just about the communication. But what it does now is it accelerates the process for Jordan Love. And this will be Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Uh, cutting your wireless bill in half feels good. Home run in the ninth good. Straight Talk offers 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys on America's Best Network. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. So listen to Matt LaFleur talking about the importance right now on Jordan Love and his development. You know, he needs, he needs every rep he can get right now. He's a young quarterback that was not afforded a, a preseason last year, and so uh, give him as many as he can handle, and we'll, we'll – you know, spell him every now and again, but uh, I just think every rep that he takes is, is so valuable and, and you can learn something from both the good and the bad. 
As we mentioned, didn't really he was QB three most of last year. Never dressed. Didn't really get any reps. So this right now is important just to get him as ready as you possibly can. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it's it's okay. First of all, Jordan Love is getting the same sort of reps he's getting in OTAs in mini camps. He's going to get in his private workouts. Let's be honest. If you know anything about training and quarterbacks, all those same back drills, and you see him running around You're and dropping. Every day. He's doing that every single day. He's delivering the football every day. Now comes, is he doing it with the receivers that he could potentially be playing with? Right. Are they going to Austin, Texas, with like Baker Mayfield and OBJ in going an isolated area and throwing the football for a couple hours a day? That's important. The mental reps of understanding, processing the information that's being spit out to you from the head coach and the offensive coordinator, retaining that information, giving it to your players, your teammates, and they looking in your eyes and thinking, okay, he's confident. Trust. That's something that carries you into training camp. Now, remember, there's a huge break in the summertime. They're not going from today into training camp. They're going to have about a month off. Does he lose any of that by not being in the building. That's the important stuff. How, how do you keep up with that, though? Like, what, what, what would like be I the just right said, yeah. it, what, what I would do, so I didn't do it when I played because it was just, you know, I, I didn't want to do it. But what I would do and the way they do things now is you get your quarterback and you get your receivers and you get the running backs, I don't know, six or seven guys, and you go somewhere to an isolated area. And you go on vacation, and y'all vacation together, and y'all throw. Mm. You go, you go rent one of them big old mansions you live in out in, in the Hamptons or something, where they got all the grass fields, and you throw the ball all over the lot for a couple weeks right before training camp, and, and you'll get all the conditioning in the world. It's his job, basically, right? I mean, yeah. it's his job right it's now. It's his team. It's his team, and and it just sounds well, like it ain't his team. It's, well, well it's got to become his team. team. But there is clearly a sense of urgency here. There's, it has to be. It, 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 well, it but this be a, is, all right, so getting back to the original point, though, is that they never planned on playing him this soon. No, absolutely Which not. Which is, again, well. Because if they planned on planning. Like, that's why it doesn't make sense peanut to Peanut butter. Lick the butter. I'm talking about peanut butter. If, peanut, if, but, pe- pe- peanut, peanut butter. Peanut, peanut butter. Peanut listen butter? to me. If they planned on playing him this soon, he would have been taking reps last year. And right. he wouldn't be the number three. Yeah. They didn't plan on playing him. That's that was the they never ever said in their wildest dreams, set up there and go, well, we'll take him in twenty, he'll replace Aaron in twenty twenty one. They didn't play him. It wasn't like they So Aaron's saying that he messed up the plans, right, threw threw the wrench into it by winning MVP. That's him just being petty, like spiteful. That's not really what happened. Him winning MVP didn't like, well, well, we can't make this change now. They never Aaron really ain't planned just on talking it. about Aaron's not just talking about year two. Aaron's talking about beyond year two. Okay. Aaron's talking about year four. You yeah. had a plan that I was going to be washed. Now, unless he falls off a cliff in, in, in this yeah, year, be... whoever he goes and plays for. Yeah. You know. Which he's not going to do. I, I would be. He's not going to do. <laughs> he's going. So nowhere. that plan has been derailed and extended even out even further. And then you go into year three of the Jordan Love experience. He's not falling off a cliff then. The best laid plans. All it takes is one MVP season and a very spiteful superstar. And, and, and real quick before we move, yeah. remember, first-round picks at the bottom of the draft is not viewed the same way in the past as they were. When you draft a guy in the first round several years ago, you were scared to death to do anything with him because of salary cap issues and everything. In this day and age, as you can see, 
Sam Darnold moved. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Haskins cut. Mm-hmm. They don't value first-round picks on the back end the same way as they did 10 years ago. Well, what you want is the five years so you have more time, but what you don't want is to get to that fifth year if he's not who you want. So yeah. you need to mm-hmm. know yeah. sooner rather than yes. later, and they're going to find out pretty soon. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline, so we'll bring our quarterback into this conversation next. That comes up after SportsCenter. Hasselbeck. Flings to the corner to Morris. Three seconds, two seconds. Blocked by Gobert. One second. He fires a two. The Jazz are going to win. The defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert, blocks the shot in the corner. And the Utah Jazz have taken a one game to nothing lead over the L.A. Clippers. And Gobert spikes the basketball afterwards. That was the call on 97.5 The Zone. Rudy Gobert with the win ceiling block in the final seconds of a 112-109 win over for the Jazz over the Clippers in game one. Donovan Mitchell, third career, 45-point playoff game, tied for third most in a player's first 30 games of his NFL of his NBA playoff career. Joel Embiid had a career-high 40 points as the Sixers tied their series with the Hawks 1-1. Embiid, the first 76ers player with 40 points in a playoff game since Allen Iverson went for 45 in 2003. Embiid finished second in the MVP voting. Nikola Jokic won it after his dominant all-around season. Jokic of the Denver Nuggets, the fourth center since 1984 to win MVP, the first since Shaquille O'Neal in 2000. Sports Center brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Time for some straight talk. Cutting your wireless bill in half feels good. Home run in the ninth good. Straight Talk offers 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys on America's Best Network. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract. No compromise. All right, so we continue the, the conversation we were just having here, and we bring in Dan Orlovsky, our quarterback, ESPN football analyst, who joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Dan, good morning. So, so I was talking with, with the guys about this, about what's going on in Green Bay, and, and less about – Aaron Rodgers not being there and more about Jordan Love and the importance of reps. But also the, 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 the debate about whether or not they should have drafted Jordan Love. Because as Aaron yeah. Rodgers said, oh, I, you know, winning MVP, I kind of ruined the plan, the plan, I guess, to replace him. Why else, why would they have drafted Jordan Love? Key says because they needed a backup quarterback. Is that the reason? No, absolutely not. Listen, in the NFL, it's always too better to draft a quarterback when you want to rather than when you need to. If we look at situations like in Kansas City when they drafted Patrick, they didn't need to draft Patrick Mahomes. They just wanted to. They had Alex there. Even in Buffalo a little bit when they drafted Josh Allen, they had Tyrod Taylor and they were a playoff football team. They didn't need to, but they wanted to. And vice versa, if you look at the situation in Pittsburgh right now, it, the, the future looks very bleak because they're eventually going to need to draft a quarterback, and that's when you overdraft at that position. I go back to last year. I had, or two years ago now, I had no issues drafting when they surprised, but I was like, this. Okay, okay, we're having some technical issues. We well, said there's no Dan. issues. Well, there's obviously issues with his audio. And yeah, <laughs> more like a Wi-Fi <laughs> issue like that. We'll get Dan back up here uh, in a moment. But See, I, I disagree with Dan, though. They did draft him to be the backup. 
They did not draft him to be the starter. But you get his point. His point but, is to, it's better to draft when you want to rather than when you need to. That's a legit absolutely. point. Yeah, absolutely. That's a legit point. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. And when you're sense. Pittsburgh. Less pressure. Pittsburgh feel a certain way about the quarterbacks that they have. That's why they didn't draft one. They got four quarterbacks on their roster, and I would argue and say two of them may have a legitimate shot of taking over for Big Ben. Right. And Mason, that would be yeah. Haskins and Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Those would be the two that could potentially take over just, for Big Ben. Just to get back to Green Bay for a second, though, if, if you have that, and this is where it really frustrates me about the way management has handled it, if you have history prior that has happened with Brett Favre and you put Aaron Rodgers in that same situation – and Aaron Rodgers had to go through all that, the back and the forth about Brett Favre. And to not communicate that scenario properly is so disappointing by management. But see, Brett's situation, though, Jay, Brett's situation, he wasn't done. I, just he, like Aaron. They no. just drafted Aaron basically to be the guy at some point. Brett was a little bit older, you know, at the time. Same sort of Aaron. And then they said to themselves, okay, Brett's playing around with us. We don't have time to keep playing. We've seen enough of this kid in preseason as well as in practice that we think it's going to be okay. Remember, he went 6-10 and 10 his first time out as a starter. Right. Let's bring Dan back in here. Hopefully we have our technical issues. I was just saying, why repeat the same thing over again? Right. <laughs> Under control. Why repeat it? All right. Dan, as you were saying before, you were rudely interrupted. Alan, Yeah. Yeah, first of all, Keyshawn, there's no way that they spent a first-round draft pick and they traded up to go get a backup quarterback. They were drafting him for the future. Yes, that's a Again, backup, back though, Dan. That's a, that's a backup, no though, Dan. So- that's a backup. He ain't playing no time soon. Therefore, no. he's the backup. I guess in the literal sense that his immediate role was going to be a backup quarterback. But they weren't drafting him to be a backup. They were drafting him for the beat to be their franchise quarterback Absolutely. for the next you're, dozen you're years. You're correct. You're correct. And again, I'll repeat this. You, you draft a guy because you want to rather than when you need to. The issue was because of the lack of communication. Now, the question for me, because I think Green Bay right now is in a lose, lose, lose situation. Okay, like let's say the unlikely thing is that Aaron Rodgers decides not to play this season, right? He's, he's just retiring, Well, that's obviously a terrible situation for the Packers. Then let's say that they have to trade him. Again, another terrible situation for the Packers. And then let's say at some point, September 12th, he walks back into the building and goes, okay, I'm going to play this year. You never focused on football this offseason. You've got a disgruntled starting quarterback that's got tremendous impact within your locker room. It is going to be divided. Mm -hmm. You're not going to have a good season. Like at some point... We are in the first week of June. At some point, you've got to focus on football as an organization because the Rams and the Seahawks and the Washington football team and the Cop- they're all focusing on football. And the Packers haven't been able to do that. And the last thing I'd say about the situation is this. If the reports are that Jordan Love is consistently still struggling with his accuracy, that's a big issue because it's only going to get harder. Do you know this? I mean, in OTAs, you're not in pads, and you can't get touched. It's only going to get harder when guys put on pads and they can rip your face off. And so the fact that <laughs> if he's still struggling with the accuracy is, is true, that would be concerning. Yeah, it, uh, man, ripping your face off. Can you imagine? Play for Dan it, Campbell. Can you imagine, Dan, <laughs> that they're in OTAs and minicamp and they're watching 
a defensive end comes Scott clean and run by him, and then they look visually and say, well, when we come to the season, that's not going to be a run by. It's going to be a hit. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's wild. Right. It's all I do. Let me ask you this. I know you said you're done. You're not going to say anything about just you're done. It Does he play or do they trade him? Bottom line. I think they trade him. I, I – I, I just take Aaron Rodgers' words. I mean, this is, again, the, the 17 years in the NFL. And when Aaron Rodgers comes out and says, this is about the people, this is about the culture and the character. Unless that person changes roles, and I mean their general manager, Brian Gutenkus, unless he changes roles, I don't see Aaron Rodgers going back. Aaron Rodgers has made a ton of money. He's accomplished a ton of stuff. He knows Aaron knows he's got four or five years left. Like, he has started to take care of his body for many years now, the way that Tom Brady is notoriously and the way that Drew Brees did. So him skipping a year to get ultimately what he wants three or four years elsewhere, I absolutely think would be something that he would entertain doing. I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is the type of guy that will and or can make the comments that he has made and then backtrack on those comments. So, Dan, if he doesn't come back, then who's your pick to win at NFC North? Uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I think that the – you know, an improving defense, top five offensive line, dominant run game. But I say the Vikings. You know, the Vikings had an awful start to the year last year, but they've probably got the best wide receiver duo in the NFC North – um, one of the better in the NFL, obviously. Um, Dara saw their first-round pa- draft pick from Virginia Tech. If he's a plug-and-play player, that's huge. Dalvin Cook, we know they're a great run game. Daniel Hunter, the defensive end coming back. They need their young defensive backs to step up and play well. If I trusted Matt Nagy to run the offense the way that he should with Justin Fields, Chicago would be my pick. I just don't trust him to do that. So I'll take the Vikings. Dan, thanks so much. Appreciate the time as always. You got it, guys. All right, Heavy Wi-Fi issues there. Yeah, there was a delay. Apologize for some of that. That's what okay. happens when you got them big old houses like Jay and him. Come on, man. Calm down. That's when you got to run around and take everybody's iPad. Enough. Not right now. Daddy's got to work. He's on Jay Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. So coming up, uh, another quarterback that was drafted in the first round. Key says he was also selected to what? be a backup. When did I say that? Don't you speak we'll, for Key. We'll let you know. No, he did. It's it's fact. We'll discuss well. that after Jay has this from Indy. The good news is your business doubled. The even better news is Indeed can help you hire the right people without the wait times of a typical recruiting process. That's because Indeed has a great hiring platform where you can make calls, schedule virtual interviews, and talk to candidates over video right from the easy-to-use employer dashboard. It's just another reason Indeed delivers four times, four times more hires than all the other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Find your next great hire at Indeed.com slash credit. The only thing that looked out of place with Mac Jones was his unusual number, 50. It's not easy playing in New England, especially after Tom Brady. This town is tough. He has a swag to him that uh, I didn't know that he had. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Brought to you by California Almonds. With six grams of natural protein, there's nothing you and almonds can't do. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? 
You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. The only thing that looked out of place with Mac Jones was his unusual number, 50. This town is mean. This town is blue collar. Kid's going to have a lot of pressure. You know, you just can feel his energy and his leadership. He's out there confident. That's what you need in a quarterback. Very mobile in the pocket. We haven't talked much about the New England Patriots as we talk about quarterback situations during mini camps right now, but they have a real interesting one if you think about it. The different, I mean, it's the three-headed, right? Cam Newton, who you feel strongly will have a comeback season and play well and is the guy. He's their QB1, right? No doubt about it. No competition. Bill Belichick said he's our starting quarterback. Right, right. The belief, however, is that they are trying to get Mac Jones, who they drafted in the first round, to be ready uh, to compete for the job. And let's not forget about Jared Stidham, who a year ago around this time was He was being, competing, too. We, t- we were told he was the QB1 that they were very high on. Well, he, we, I wasn't told that. I was told that everybody's competing. Well, Stidham, um, you know, again, as we make a big deal about this stuff, so he was in 11-on-11 drills. Wow. Really had some good throws. Yes. You know how we are in the media. We, we, we pay attention to this stuff. Mac Jones missed a few throws. So, you know, we, we, now we start power ranking who's who. Cam Newton's got – 
Was it the hand? I think it's a hand. Hand issue that they know is not serious, but it's it's kept him out from any workouts. But I want you to, because you know Bill Belichick well, uh, decode what Coach Bill had to say about Mac Jones right here. I think Max, uh, you know, he has a, a pretty good understanding of, you know, the things that we do. And then, you know, he has to go out there and do them and get comfortable with them. So, you know, it's a process. And we've had, you know, a number of other players at that quarterback position come in and go through that. He's working hard. You know, he's he's puts in a lot of time and certainly given his very best effort to do everything we've asked him to do and, and do it the way that we've asked him to do it, which, you know, is a great place to start, and, and um, you know he's earned a lot of respect for that. But he's got a long way to go. We'll, we'll see how it goes. So is he is is this effervescing with uh, optimism about him, or is he downplaying expectations? Well, first of all, he knows everything about us because Nick Saban's already told him I'm a no nonsense guy and I run a tight ship, and he sees that, so he understands that. He's processing the information well because he is a smart guy that could grasp the information Mm -hmm. with all that being said he's not stepping on the field unless something happens (laughs) and that is what bill belichick is saying because he has a long ways to go long ways to go was that out of all of that was the key phrase long ways to go a a lot of coaches are going to say that about young players they're not going to be like wow oh my god he's just they don't do that Oh, I know. They don't, they don't put the, you in camp. But even a coach beforehand. like him does reveal there's always one little Easter egg in every quote, in every th- every comment. There's he, a little got Easter a, egg. He's got, got a long, he's got a long ways to go. That's the one, right. I mean, he does. I understand they drafted him to eventually become the starter. Mm-hmm. That eventual is not today. So let's stop trying to force it. We tried to force Mac Jones going. Well, I didn't, but we tried to Three. fork – Forced Mac Jones to the San Francisco 49ers at three. Yeah. And to a point it was like, man, will you just stop? This is the same situation. Eventually, right. his opportunity will come where he's really fighting to become the starter. Right now in day one, he's not the starting quarterback. And I don't foresee him being the starting quarterback unless it just, I'm talking about just bad. Like, it's to the point where you like, we got all this stuff except the quarterback. Then, yes, but he's not beating Cam Newton out. It's just not going to happen. Right, not right now. All right, that's Straight Talk. Cutting your wireless bill in half feels good. Home run of the ninth good. Straight Talk offers 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys on America's Best Network. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Keyshawn J. Wills, who's been presented by Progressive Insurance. You have said about him – you mentioned about Jordan Love. These are guys who were not drafted to be starters. Just clar- today, today right. clarify what that means. It, it means that they draft him for the future, not to be the starter to take over today. Trevor Lawrence drafted to be the starter. Zach Wilson drafted to be the starter. Trey Lance not drafted to be the starter. Drafted to learn from the starter and eventually become the starter in due time. So when you look at things like that, that is what happens when you have veteran quarterbacks who can play the game. They usually become the starter until such due time that a guy is ready. That's what happens. Okay. That's the explanation. It's not that we didn't draft him to start ever. It's we didn't draft him to be the immediate starter right now. It's we know it's going to take some time, but we like it. We like what we you see, the, so now we're going to see you, if it you, can turn into something. You look at the Kansas City situation with Patrick Mahomes. Alex Smith was a pretty good starter for Kansas City. Right. 
they saw something Patrick Mahomes to give him a kick over the top, just a tick over the top. They said, we'll roll with Alex Smith for now, but eventually we've seen enough in practice, in live bullets go to flying, that this kid responds a certain way. He's got to be the starter. And didn't they say that about Mahomes, that, that they didn't expect him to accelerate his process as he did? Like, they, they didn't expect him to get to the point he got to, and that's why they moved on from Alex Smith. It wasn't like they had that plan one year of Alex Smith, then we go to Mahomes. It was that Mahomes showed them, yes. well, we only need it, one it, year. And they could see, based on the information that, that he's given, retaining the information, how he's spinning the ball, where he's placing the ball, in pads, in training camp, in preseason games, how he's handling situations. Right. And they say to themselves, it's only going to take him a year, maybe two, and then he's going to eventually be our guy. What's the better situation to be in? Would you, would you rather be in the situation of, I'm drafting this guy, I'm going to make him my starter, or is it better to have that, that buffer of, you know what, I'm going to draft I, this guy, it, see if I like him, and give him some time, but I don't have that pressure to play him right away? The second. Yeah. I, I like the second because it's, because drafting a guy and playing him immediately, that means that you're in trouble. That means that most likely you're in trouble. So why isn't unless, Justin Fields in this in, uh, the, in this uh, category? I think Justin Fields wins the job. You, but you think he was drafted to start? I think Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields was drafted to eventually start sooner rather than later. Does that make sense to you? Like, really it, soon. It does, but it's like sort of really, the in-between of the two. Between Trevor Lawrence and yes. Mac Jones is Justin Fields. Yes. Like, the, the extremes. He's more yes. in the middle of yeah, the – because because I can, only take, I can only take so much of Andy Dalton. See, I got 17 games. Yeah. And if I, if I roll Andy Dalton out there and it doesn't look good in the first couple games, I have the luxury to snatch him out and put the other guy in. Where – you look at some of the other situations, the Trevor Lawrence situation, he's a starter from day one. I'm not putting in uh, uh, Minshew once Trevor, – it's Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Minshew's only there if something happens to Trevor and I got to play him. So it's a, it's a lot of – you know, you look at Lamar Jackson's situation, Lamar was drafted to eventually take over. They saw enough of Flacco and said, we got a really good deal. Yeah, yeah. You're not getting ready to screw this up. You go and do and, your and deal. They also had the offense ready to go for him as yes. well. Do you want me to give you some reporter stuff from minicamp? Yes, please. Trevor Lawrence threw a couple of picks at a hand. Oh God, was he trying to throw to Tim Tebow? Was he forcing it to Tebow? <laughs> Maybe he was. Coming up, how the claw got caught in a spider web. That's next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and heading to ESPN News. Go there now. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com.